Now this is podcasting. Welcome back to the Movies and Shit Podcast. I am Patrick Fine and I am joined by... Uh, Kelly Newman. Yeah, oh <laughs> man, you couldn't be more excited. That, and Kelly pre- Newman... Cool intro really bummed me out. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, opening quote that. <laughs> in reference to the incomparable... Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Right. I say incomparable because that's the best word for that movie. Right. It is incomparable, um, however you feel about it. Uh, we are back. Wanted to thank all of our listeners, especially those who went and subscribed and followed us over the last week. Yeah, uh, smash that subscribe button. Give us five stars. <laughs> Kelly, tell them how they can find us. Um, Moviesandshit.com. M-O-V-I-E-S-N, the letter N, shit.com is our website, and there's links to all of our social and uh that's right and email you can email us we yeah get, we get a gmail account email us we check I that. Did that yeah i mean i do yeah <laughs> we we check sometimes yeah. uh no but very excited to have people uh tuning in you know that email just comes to you like i i check it if i get it oh yeah so if they email me then oh yeah it's checked it's solid yeah yeah okay it's solid cool. it's like right it's on. a great system they set the, up the internet yeah yeah cool when, right on when they started email all right um but but big big shout out to everybody for uh checking us out we've uh we've had a good time this is thanks guys this is uh after this podcast we will have completed a trilogy of podcasts <laughs> And, and we're done. <laughs> and I know, no, like all the common next current, week is a reboot. Like the current Hollywood system, we're just going to keep going. Right. Um, but we really appreciate everybody tuning in. Uh, we are now, what are we, a week removed from the Oscars? Two weeks? Uh, it was, so today is Wednesday and it was uh, a, a week and a half ago. So, yeah. Right, right. So, we, we obviously, we had a two parter there about the Oscars uh, in episode two. So, we've covered a lot of that. We did want to real quickly just kind of, uh, uh, kind of throw our thoughts out after marinating. On yeah, the a couple of uh, things. Uh, the the I think the biggest one that we didn't talk about because it was so late when we finished that recording. Right after the podcast or after the Oscars was, uh, I really thought it was done very well without host, without a host, and yeah. it was just very smooth and seamless. It was one of the shortest episode or episodes, one of the shortest Oscars <laughs> in a very very <laughs> episode ninety one. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and I just think it was super classy. Um, the ratings were up a bit. Um, last year they were down twenty uh, percent over the uh, from the previous year. So I think it's a testament to all of that. And I'm hoping a lot of people have already talked about this in the press, but. Hoping that they uh, never have a host ever again. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, it is weird. I, I was certain I would um, have a feeling about that. And I honestly, you know, they brought some people out to do the opening. Right. And then they just had people continue to announce, you know, what topics or what, what awards were being given out. And I really honestly did not notice no. as much as I thought I would. Well, because you have to think back that when there is a host, all that they do is a monologue. Mm-hmm. They generally like have a bit in the middle. Right. And then they say goodnight. I mean, largely that's all they do. Right. So you take away, you give Julia Roberts, you have the send off at the end of the night, which is perfect and classy and she knows what she's doing and all right, thank you. Good night, everybody. You know, right. you, whatever. Right. For sure. And it's just so nice. And you save all of that, all that energy. Yeah. Nice and smooth. They did a really good job. Kelly, are Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper having sex? So, so uh, tell us, <laughs> tell the people definitively. You've heard it here. Uh, no, I I did see her on Kimmel the other night. Uh, meaning I watched it on YouTube. Yeah, she squashed and, it hard. Yeah, she really did. And I and I have um, I have a, a lot of thoughts there. Which is, uh, she got married recently. He's been married for a while. Right. Um, I don't know why. 
I don't know why that even comes up. Is you she know, married? I thought she, she had she broken jumped. it off. Oh, when? Like recently? And this is just something I heard. I didn't actually read oh. this. So it could well, be. I haven't looked. I mean, she's so secretive about her personal right. life that I don't right. even know or think I really care because it's just that's what she, you know, chooses yeah. to do. And that's great. Yeah. Um, but I was under the impression they got married like like at the Golden Globes. He was sitting with her. So that was oh, okay. in yeah, December that was or well, whenever that was. Uh, well, or January. Uh, let me just say, yeah, yeah, not necessarily the most credible source, but my mom called me. Oh, sure. After yeah. the show, what up? She said, "Patrick, what is going on <laughs> with them? With Bradley Cooper <laughs> and Lady Gaga? I mean, well, I loved it. But they made a movie together where they it? were in love, and I don't, I don't yeah. know, I don't know. I said, I well, mom, you know, yeah. said, you know, she's engaged or whatever. No, I heard she broke it off. Um, so this may I'm just be sure the they, ladies of Goldsboro. Uh, I, but, uh, you know, the." Right in, guys. I don't know. <laughs> hey, guys, email us and let let us know. Tell us. <laughs> we don't research. But the 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 I think the best bit uh, on the Kimmel episode that she talked about was um, because we talked about how orange they were. They were so <laughs> orange. Loompa orange, and yeah. uh, everybody was like, "Is the TV messed up?" And there's you know all kinds of screen grabs, right? Um, because in traditional live television, you have um, what are called camera shaders, people that are adjusting color and balancing color on, right. on live TV. You don't generally go for an artistic look on live television. You just yeah. go for balance. Yeah, you know, and they're the real heroes. Yeah, right. Um, and uh, the point is that, uh, no, uh, she was on Kimmel <laughs> and she explained how Bradley Cooper completely directed and blocked that entire thing. Everything right. about how the piano was pushed out and everything. Um, and I have a little pull quote from a video clip or audio clip from that where uh, she talks about that. So oh, we're getting fancy. Let me play that. Yeah. Here. yeah. He even also uh, was the one that was like, I think that the audience should be lit, you know, so that we're not just let the audience is lit. So then I called Roy Bennett, who I work with, and he does my lighting. And I'm like, we need to light the uh, entire room with the amber <laughs> lights because Bradley wants honeycomb and we got to give him what he wants. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it <laughs> man um, so that's a conscious decision pretty we, crazy we are great i love us oh, Pulling clips. oh well yeah that's that man it's not a big you, deal you stud <laughs> yeah, i think it is um yeah well here she she smashed the whole love rumor so much and she did the biggest eye roll and said look if you wanted to see love that's because this is what we do we worked really hard we yeah. wanted you to see love We're actors and she was so convincing and then i thought you know yeah, she made she's me believe they were in love. Maybe now. She's making us believe that they're not. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows what the truth is? God damn it. Did we even go to the moon? Seed of doubt. Shout out to uh, Jessica's mom. That's what does. <laughs> um, so uh, that was convincing. They did a great job. Th- that was probably the highlight to me of the awards. Uh, I think it was for everybody because they just nailed it so well. Yeah. And uh, it was really memorable. Then they won, you know, best song. So yeah, it was it was perfect. It was all the way that it should be. I kind of wish. So I did watch or see go see A Star Is Born encore this week. Oh, uh, good it for is you. Playing for this week uh, with twelve minutes extra footage, Ooh. and uh, it's no significant footage. It's it's all cute. It's stuff that uh, is nice. It definitely made sense why it was cut out, but right. um, nothing story-wise, I don't think, is kind of expanded, but, mm-hmm. um, was but it, it was good. Was it just as devastating this time around? Um, yeah, I uh, almost. I mean, honestly, almost. You, you don't really think that you're going to 
yeah. keep feeling that way, but yeah. it almost was. Yeah. Man, it's, it's um, really powerful. It's really compelling, but you do, it's, it's one of those, well, I'm glad they did it exactly the way they did, but you right. leave and you're like, I don't really know how to feel. You know what I mean? Like, I know I saw something good, right? But I'm also just so bummed out. You know, you gotta yeah. gotta put on some Ricky and Morty after that, or <laughs> get even more. Yeah, depressed. I forget what I did, but I definitely was bummed. Uh, you know, at least for an hour or two, you kind of have to shake it off. Right. Um, it's just right. a, a feeling, you know. Yeah. But uh, the last bit about the Oscars is that they announced that they were going to be moved up to February 9th next year, which is a good a good three to four weeks uh, sooner um, than it normally is. So February 9th, 2020 will be next year's date. And there's been a lot of talk, even though it's very specific and kind of subjective, but um, like the Hollywood reporter was talking about how every single thing that happens throughout the year that leads up to the Oscars, every festival and every due date and every bit of marketing and press that's done before the Oscars all happens in a very specific timetable and to basically take a, a month out of your year, uh, it's going to be devastating for a lot of, especially like independent filmmakers, uh, people that are unable to go from festival to festival and then still get in their Oscar, you know, kind of, right. uh, uh, prep and time and marketing and everything. So I don't know much more about that, but it's an interesting thought. I don't think that us as the public will, feel any of that but maybe maybe in hollywood uh there's some kind of debate about whether that's smart they didn't give a they didn't give a reason for oh about why it's moved up no i don't think i read anything but um you know it's just it it adds on to our list of shit that the academy is doing mm. that you're kind of like what is yeah. going on the solution um, nobody asked for yeah exactly maybe They're spielberg told him yeah, yeah, spielberg yeah, said, yeah. here's yeah. what we're gonna do spielberg no more netflix thoughts <laughs> no um, more netflix and february 9th that's yeah the we talked about this a lot at trivia last night and i was kind of like trying to prepare to talk about it right now but i guess the the thing is um yeah, he just doesn't think that uh, Netflix m- movies made for Netflix or movies that Netflix buys or simply just movies that air on Netflix should be allowed to be in contention for the Oscars. What do you think about that? It's I think it's nuts because it is I I mean there's a there's a shred of logic in there, but it's such right. a small shred that it it I think we're just in a different era now. And uh, I think the question, like uh, Adam at Trivia last night was saying, well, where's the line, right? So basically Spielberg saying, what are all TV, all movies that are on TV or made for TV eligible now? Right. Like, what if Lifetime makes a movie and, you know, and they want to- Hell, if it's good enough, I I, I, That's what I said. I said, (laughs) if Lifetime makes a movie that they want to, uh, 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 what do you call it? Uh, try to get into the nominees right uh, actually campaign what that word is campaign yeah, thank you right. campaign for uh then they uh absolutely should be able to uh spend the money and currently the stipulation is that it has to be in theaters at least for a short amount of time i think it's like a week so then lifetime should have a uh a at least a, a small theatrical release of that film right they i think that as long as they're following that current rule then why would you shit on it you know why is why would Spielberg feel so strongly about it? Because right. the reality is, all of this came after Roma. I think they Netflix spent fifty million dollars on marketing Roma for the Oscars, right? And that's a lot of money. But I don't know what point it, he's trying to make. Is it is it so that uh, <laughs> there's 
lesser competition for film. Like, I don't, I don't understand. I don't, I don't know what the point is. He thinks they're not like real movies. Yeah. That's like, that seems to be the vibe when you hear him talk. He's kind of like, well, that's a, that's a TV movie. Right. It's like, but Roma is a movie. I don't know what. Yeah. I think I've got a lot of thoughts on this. Um, I always hate to side against Spielberg because he's kind of my, <laughs> my, you know, sure. My, okay. Well, film right. father. Sure. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I think I understand where, how he's getting to the conclusion he's getting to. Yeah. But, and I also understand, you know, it was always, we always define these things, right? There was always, okay, there's television awards and this is the film award. Right. And you have to go to the theater and yada, yada, yada. But like you said, we're in a different era now. And this kind of reminds me of when for a long stretch, once things had switched from DVD, even VHS to DVD, but then from DVD and Blu-ray to streaming. Right. There was a long stretch there, if you remember, where there were all these legal battles with, well, what percentage are the writers getting of this and the directors getting of that? Oh, because sure. none of that stuff had been written in any contracts for right. the previous they hundred years. So it was a new platform. So I think once you're into this new platform of streaming, it does seem like television. It does seem like, oh, well, you're at home. This is a way, you know, you watch this at home. Not that you can't watch a film at home. Um, but everything, like you yeah, said, I was going to say, I've seen Raiders blended. at home. <laughs> right. Oh, of course. Of course. But you know what I mean? Like everything now has been blended. We're, we're just not separate. Everything is now integrated. Right. Exactly. And there's it's different ways. Yeah. It's, it's launched at home and at the theater and everything else. And I love, we talked about this last week, the week before we love the theater experience. We think there's nothing better yep. for a film, you know, that big spectacle. And Spielberg Chris, does too. Christopher well. Nolan has kind of talked about this too, and he's not so bold about it, but you can tell he at least sees what Spielberg is saying. Like he, you know, he's at least kind of not leaning that direction in terms of what he wants to happen with the Oscars. Right. Just kind of commenting on, there's a couple interviews where he said, I, you know, I totally get it. I, I have that same feeling in my gut, but you can't stop progress. Like at the end of the day, right. you can't, you're not going to stop this thing from changing anyway. Now, as I say this, I feel like in 10 years, I might hate myself because it does <laughs> seem like kind of like with Amazon, even with Disney buying everything else up, you, you find that when one group owns everything, um, that usually ends up being a bad thing. Yeah. And I do feel like Netflix is just primed to, you know, just engulf so many things. And, you know, that's not good or bad by nature. I just mean in general when one thing can kind of take over. Or Like, for example, they don't have to necessarily tell you, oh, we made this much money or here's what this was rated. Oh, right? right? They always say, oh, it's an algorithm. And I'm not saying that should factor in, but when people look at films and something bombs at the box office, it is generally out of contention, even if it was a good movie. Right. So that's a different standard. And I kind of wish Spielberg had at least angled on that more, if yeah, that's what he was going to talk I'm about, because that I do think is different. But in terms of just the platform and how it's delivered, I don't know, man. It, I, I would probably feel more the way Spielberg feels if movies weren't already released like a, the last week that you can get in for the year in limited it's our, release. It's already like yeah. barely getting by. You've manipulated as, it anyway. Yes, it's not yes. like for years we've always had films that are just out throughout the year and you can go see. And now there's this new thing that well, comes out for Look a week. at him. He was doing Ready Player One and The Post at the same time. And you clearly saw him rushing through. I mean, in right. my opinion, The Post was a rushed movie <laughs> are you saying they rushed post on post yeah on yeah the post? they rushed it to ah, to, to, to print they rushed it to print yeah it it yeah i just uh rushed you know to print yep yep took yep. me a second all right we're both stone cold sober this episode by the way that's yep. how much we care about our listeners tea or old gray hot yeah i just want to yep. make that clear we are sipping tea 
yeah, I think that the uh, uh, the the vibe is uh, that he's probably wrong. <laughs> I think right. he's he's gonna be proven wrong over the next few years, especially as there are more uh, platforms for filmmakers. Netflix is obviously just one. Um, Apple is said to be announcing their service very soon. Um, and they will probably just follow the rules just like Netflix does. If they make something great, then they'll put it in theaters for a week. I, I don't know. It's kind of like, who cares? It, the, the, I, I think the argument is can't movies be, um, you know, critiqued and, and rated on their own merits. And right. that's why I say like, who cares who made it? Well, it does make like, sense that he cares? would feel this way, though. Even if we don't, be, he, I mean, he is the—he's the he's, old guard. He's the what, most he, seventy years old studio dude. Oh yeah, and and look, oh, when he planet. made Duel, like he's pointed out, he's yeah. like he was never—you know what I mean? Not that that movie was going to be nominated for an Oscar, right. but he was like that movie was going to go to the Emmys if it did well enough, you know? Like right. he was they TV, were, yeah. but they were much more clearly defined, yeah, yeah, because things are different now. Exactly. I I do think it is. I guess it's just our culture now, but it has been interesting how angry people are about this i mean you know at the end of the day i know he's a very powerful guy so i know that's probably part of it but at the yeah. end of the day like this is one man's opinion like we disagree right now with him, right like right we're stating it's one guy's opinion he sees it this way i understand why he does but i don't agree but he's all powerful. but man people are so like livid and i i understand it more with other filmmakers that are coming out and they're saying look this is my opportunity this gives us these many platforms more people can right. see it but like people are just like friends of mine yeah we're like man fuck spielberg you know and it's, like, <laughs> and it's like i don't know man like he's just commenting on yeah. you know what i mean like yeah. he, he gave you et and like raiders like, oh no okay that's why we can't hold it against him i just don't understand it um right. and i think it's right. just a generational thing it's not like he doesn't understand the industry but he comes at yeah. it from a very specific uh, perspective, yeah. like uh, like you said, so I don't know. And from the top, you know, the top of the mountain, he yeah, probably doesn't much. have anything to benefit from with this stuff. But a lot of people exactly, do, so. and that's why Netflix. Uh, this is a quote from them. They uh, they replied after he said all that um, on their Twitter. They said, "We love cinema. Here are some things we also love: access uh, for people who can't always afford or live in towns without theaters, mm-hmm. um, letting everyone everywhere enjoy releases at the same time." And giving filmmakers more ways to share art. These are thing. These things are not mutually exclusive. Um, so you know, the, those are all it's a, good. It's a good response, and yeah. yeah, super, super thoughtful. And um, you know, that's the kind of thing. It's just like, how can you kind of shit on this yeah. platform when uh, it's pretty universally accepted that it's good, right? Um, right. And uh, and and to to. Uh, argue that you don't want what I see as more competition at the Oscars, you know, right. It's like, that's kind of the, the you're kind of being transparent there. Well, <laughs> like you don't want I will competition. Be, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's easier to rack them up. Yeah. No, I will be very curious to, uh, you know, I can believe this. I wasn't invited to listen to him, but I will be very uh, curious to read uh, what Spielberg does say. Right. Cause he's preparing, his statements and everything. Uh-oh. Is it going to be at the director's guild? Or oh, I don't know. I the didn't Academy. Know anyway. So yeah, he is actually, wow. there, there will be something here coming up in about a month. So I'm sure cool. we'll all hear about it, but I am Absolutely. curious. I mean, I obviously I feel the way I feel about it, but I am curious to hear 
kind of if it's just a rehash of what he's already said. Right. Or, or whether he thinks about it more. Right. Right. <laughs> or if it's like a M. Night Shyamalan. Oh, I'm sure they're twist in. I'm sure they're in up. some kind of mode of uh, <laughs> right. evaluating. Closed all the doors. He's got yeah. everybody in there with him. Well, let's have our weekly Will Smith segment. <laughs> because... Yes. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> all right. Um, okay. So this week or since the last recording, he quit suicide. The, well, he quit the Suicide Squad. Um, the That's Suicide sequel. Squad too. Yeah, for those of the you, suicide, you put yeah, the, uh, who didn't yeah, know, it's a sequel. Anyways, um, and I think they have a date set. They, you know, um, they, they. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. I don't want to derail you, but I, I have to talk about how stupid this is. There was a movie called Suicide Squad. Yeah. The sequel is called The, su- the, the su- Suicide. Yeah, Squad. we talked about this a few weeks ago on the first episode. I know, but yeah. I I can't get Pat. No, no, I know. I know. It's like I'm gonna have a nosebleed. No, I know. Okay, keep yeah, going. I no, just, I know. It's the I, I don't. There's the, and you know what? I'm not a comic person. There's maybe a DC reason for that. Who you know, cares? Canon reason, but <laughs> s- simply from a from a just naming things perspective. Yeah. As in, how is the That's consumer bad. going to interact with this title? You know, in the various yeah. ways that we watch and get yeah. movies, uh, that seems crazy. Much more infuriating uh, than Spielberg. Which one are you going to watch? I don't know. I can't. <laughs> I don't know them. I don't know which one is which. They, they probably will have the same poster. It's t- totally bananas. But um, but yeah, they can make it all right if the third movie ends up being called A Suicide Squad. Yeah, there I'm you right go. back on board. That's real, real good. Now we're, this is performance actually, art, baby. Actually, yeah. We're operating I think you. Levels. I think you absolutely nailed it. Right I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. Um, we'll have to wait and see. So I think they have a date. They hire, They famously hired James Gunn um, after he was kind of ousted from the Disney properties, um, which I think is really cool. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. so the fact is, now Will Smith, who's kind of the center of that movie in terms of the characters. I mean, you might argue that uh, uh, Margot Robbie's character is a little bit more kind of favorite at this right, point. Right. Um, it was definitely marketed that way. Definitely, yeah. But at the same time, it's Will Smith. He's, he was the center of that. So that's kind of bizarre. Um, like, did he not have a contract? Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't It seems. And yeah. maybe he did, and he's just that powerful. He just went, hey, you know, sorry. <laughs> yeah, maybe he is. Maybe he's got Spielberg power. It, he might just have walked away from a contract and maybe even paid to get out. I don't know. I don't know this story. Yeah. But... Um, but uh, by the way, did you watch his new Facebook show called Will Smith's Bucket List? <laughs> I didn't. Uh, it's only on Facebook. So, it's so live life, live okay. life to, to the, the Willist is the tagline. <laughs> <laughs> is this and and is this tied to the same thing where he's con- trying to convince his wife to skydive? With yeah. Him? So that's okay. the first episode. Okay. So it, that so one I know centers, about that. Yeah, it centers around his uh, birthday, um, and he wanted to go skydiving as the first episode and one of his bucket list items. Mm, yeah. um, which, which, if we take a step back, it's amazing that Will Smith has a bucket list because, yeah, how much have you done? I know you really. I, I mean, There's always we're something all, else. It's to all do, you Kelly. know. They're they're just like us. Um, <laughs> well, but, but Will Smith is probably not like us. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Probably not. There's a few people that aren't like us, I, and Will Smith is one of them. I I, I don't want to digress too much here, but yeah. you've never skydived. No, but I plan to. It's, you, so it's, you want to skydive? Oh, absolutely, hundred percent. I have no problem with that. You crazy I have a problem. A I have a problem with heights generally. Like if I'm untethered, but once uh-huh. I know that there's no real issue, you know, you realize you are not in fact tethered. When you skydive, uh, there's a guy. You do. There's a guy. I, 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 uh, that's there. You girl. are tethered there's to a, a person. There's a, yeah, I'm tethered. Yeah. Who's tethered to an apparatus that will catch air? Th- listen, yeah. I'm, I'm with Leonardo I'm DiCaprio. 
here who did skydive once yeah. and his chute did not open. Um, well, eventually it did, but initially it did not open it. And he did, he talked about, you know, I really thought I was going to die. And when I got to the ground, I just remember thinking there seems something that's so wrong about jumping out of a perfectly good airplane. That's always (laughs) how I felt. I don't even like flying. Was that his quote? Really? Yeah. He actually said that he was in an interview. Cause I feel like like, I've heard that elsewhere. Well, he said it was, I mean, look, he may have been yeah, obviously yeah, yeah, repeating, but he, um, he said it was a weird calmness that came over him though. And he just... (laughs) remembered feeling really disappointed not like terrified but oh man can't believe i'm gonna die today you know, that, that was, <laughs> he said that's really what it was like it was really weird and he's of course very happy to be with we're yeah yeah, yeah. To have you with us leo shout out like i don't want to die in oxnard <laughs> yeah this is this is the way i'm going yeah okay. um but yeah <laughs> this is how i die i'm sort of with him just just no desire uh whatsoever um, oh yeah, no, no, it, it's very, very, very high on my list of things to do, and uh, honestly, I don't know why I haven't done it yet because right. you, can, you can do it for like 150 bucks ish. Um, yeah, yeah. But I think my biggest reason is that I don't know where I want to do it, and I really want to give some more thought to that because gotcha. I'll I can just wait until I'm somewhere where I really want to do that. If I do any traveling for work, and yeah. I, Happen yeah, to be true. in a more interesting city, so check out Will Smith's bucket list because that first episode is all in Dubai. And that's cool. Yeah. Um, and just in general, um, it's it's an interesting look into their life because it really is kind of just like a family show. He drags pretty much a whole family. Uh, Willow, his daughter, wasn't there, but uh, Jaden's there and his wife's there and his wife's parents are there. And, and it's just like a big crew. And um, it's interesting. And it, you see a lot of dynamics, uh, which I think are supposed to be kind of cute. Like, yeah. oh, look at his yeah. family. But it's also kind of weird. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I'd be curious. I don't do yeah. any reality TV whatsoever. And that, it's, that's it's something totally I would, enjoyable, I would though. Yeah, out. because it's really not like anything else. And it is right. uh, it is decent length. I think it was like a 20 or 25-minute episode. Right. Um, right. But um, well, yeah. I think the next episode is him swimming with sharks. Jesus so, Christ. you know. Kelly, would you swim with sharks? Yeah, absolutely. God. You're such a I mean, I, I've I've swam near sharks. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've, I think listen, this is a little bit more specific. Technically, like, we've all swam white. near sharks. I mean, I mean I've yeah. been in the ocean. But but like he I think the whole thing is swimming without a cage near something like a great white yeah. is is t- it's yeah. tough to wrap yeah, your head it's around. Stupid. Yeah. But um but no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Scott Bean. Swimming with sharks is No, stupid. no. I I no, I definitely am Listen. He's the man. He's more man than me. Um my best friend Will man, or Scott uh, <laughs> both um best friend adam uh ran with the bulls once and, oh yeah, uh, yeah i'm not man enough to do that either so they're all more i don't know that i could more do that, manly yeah. than me but uh but it does seem terrifying to me but yeah definitely check that out and email us if you come up with any suggestions for kelly on where to skydive kelly's bucket list uh yeah for kelly's bucket list right 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 as well yeah um so uh captain marvel comes out this friday yeah i'm, I'm actually excited for this yeah 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 I'm I'm gonna I, see it Friday morning at 10 a.m. So right on. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't I don't get too right. jazzed for many of the. There's just so many of the. We've I talked really about like this, Brie but Larson, so yeah, and and they're they're good movies, but there's there's so many. It's kind of that oversaturation thing. But this one does feel a little different. Maybe it's that it's coming out post Avengers, uh, sort of. Um, I don't know if you'd even call it an apocalypse. I think you'd probably call it. A genocide, really, as crazy as that sounds for a superhero movie, but Ooh, spoiler, um, yeah. Sorry if you haven't seen <laughs> Avengers Part One, but it's your fault nowadays. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm kind of jazzed for this one. I'm yeah. just curious. Um, it's going to be interesting to watch a young Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, the movie. 
I think it. Uh, I think it's going to open the door for de aging. Uh, oh yeah. a character throughout an entire so movie in the future, um, because that seems like that it doesn't. It doesn't rub me the wrong way. Like of all the CG shit that happens in movies, where we go, I'm not on board with how they did that. Yeah, I don't because he was in it. I know. He acted but, the hey, part, listen. and they just went in and changed his face. A, a lot of you know, that stuff like, that's makes great. me angry. Um, I, I feel like every director says, you want to do everything you can without CG. And right. Use it for, I and think then none of them a, follow that. This is a really good yeah, idea. Yeah, exactly. If we have the technology. So I get pissed on most of them, but this opens up so many opportunities. Dude, just for flashbacks. Forget about oh, other movies. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You're doing one movie, and instead of doing some kind of half makeup job or just deciding not to do it, you know, now you've got one actor. Did you see Ant Man and the Wasp? Yeah, I did. They de-aged. Uh, oh uh, yeah, both of them. Oh, yeah. um, uh, Michelle God, Pfeiffer, and uh, she was the more uh, amazing example. But you know, doesn't oh, need to be God. de-aged because no. she's still a fox, <laughs> am I right? No, but they 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 put her twenty or thirty years yeah. in the past, and it yeah. was f- what I consider to be flawless. Yeah, it was. It was. Like, it was solid. Oh my God, that's amazing. Solid. <laughs> so there's uh, a, a documentary that just hit HBO that's getting a lot of press called Leaving Neverland. Oh, yeah. Did you I wanted, happen to watch any? I wanted to bring this up with you. I did not. I have not watched any of this yet, Ooh. but I talked to a buddy yesterday at great lengths about this. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's just one of those ones that's fascinating and incredibly uncomfortable. <laughs> well, and, I highly recommend it. It's yeah. a little bit. You know, it's two two-hour parts, and then there's a one-hour Oprah special. So it's a five-hour chunk of your life, but it is... Uh, really amazing and uh, extremely well done. And these uh, two guys that have come forward about uh, their uh, sexual abuse mm-hmm. at the hands of Michael, it's uh, totally, totally, totally wild and hard to shocking. ignore it and, when it's right there too. And people are saying, you know, what yeah, I mean? I don't that's wanna... why you don't ignore it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I mean. But, <laughs> yeah. but you know, some people do, it's, it's just one of those uh, things yeah. that we're confronted with more, well, more now, but I think the bottom line is if you're ignoring it, watch it. Like you, yeah, uh, yeah. I, there's no, there's no other, uh, there's no other thing to say. Well, that's what, what I, that's what I took from talking it. to my buddy Ernesto about it. And yeah. he was just like, man, it, you know, so yeah. I'm I'm definitely going to tune in for it, but I I know I know what you're saying here just based on what he was saying. But right, he, right. he was raving about it too. He was saying yeah. it really is. It's so 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 powerful so. and uh, really well done. Um, right. and a lot of nice drone footage. I like that. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. It's it's honestly their primary storytelling method, other than showing uh, uh, an occasional photo and lots of obviously uh, interview footage, but. Pretty much. I mean, if I cut that out, you know, or cut out all the drone footage, it would be a lot. It would be like yeah. most of it is drone footage. Hey, I'm still waiting for the all drone movie, the right? All drone right. footage movie. Well, they they've we can do it. They've done that uh, to an extent. Uh, in that, um, there's been a couple of like concept films and short films made where, uh, you know, they basically land the drone in someone's hands who uses it as a steady cam or a stabilizer, oh. and then they walk around and film and then at some point they fire up the motors and uh that's cool and it flies away and then it continues until they catch it again and then they use it and it's just kind of continuous type stuff that's cool um that they use the same camera for so i know dji did that with the new inspire but uh, well i was mentioning i mean obviously there's all kinds of crazy things but i was mentioning to you i don't know if this was on podcast or off but um steven soderbergh had shot an entire movie on a phone 
Yeah. And it was Unsane, I believe, was what it was actually I called. I forget. I think it's on we were Amazon talking about now. this the other day. But yeah, yeah the, the concept of, of shooting things. movies on iPhones has been around a while, but the iPhone has gotten so good, the, the present day iPhone. And uh, Soderbergh's really into that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, that was the thing about this one was like the quality. You know what I mean? Of it course, really people is. Have yeah. tried things, but this was a guy who could have done whatever he wanted. <clears throat> exactly. It was like, I'm going to shoot this on the phone because this project particularly, I haven't seen it yet, but this yeah. project particularly lends no, itself. you can really make that stuff look great. Right. Yeah. And he said that was the best way to do it, which, you know, I don't know. That might just be his opinion, but right. interesting. Anyway. Um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so we've, <laughs> I forget if we talked about the, we talked about Blockbuster in our first episode, but there are currently only two blockbusters in the world. Um, and I thought they were done. There's so, still two. No, there's two. There's the the one that's um, oh, uh, none, none in the U.S. <clears throat> none in the U.S. Yeah, there's there's one. No, no, no there's one in the U.S. Sorry, there's uh, Bend, Oregon is the is oh. one of the two, and uh, the other one is near Perth, Australia, and it was just in the press yesterday. That the <laughs> near Perth, Perth, you got to find it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're near. Good luck. <laughs> That's why they're not um, doing well. It's somewhere near Perth. You know what I mean? Uh, and <laughs> they, <laughs> they, uh, yeah, I've, they're closing. So uh, Bend, Oregon will soon be the last oh, location in the world. Um, we got to go. Uh, to Perth or to Bend? <laughs> to Bend, Oregon. Okay. We got a, a road trip to <laughs> rent a movie. Um, yeah. Man, that really, that's the end of an era. Anybody our age remembers sure. um, how exciting it was. Do you still have your membership card? I, at home, at my house in Goldsboro, I yeah. still have a membership card. Cool. And, you know, it's just like running into everyone in a small town, especially that you knew on a Friday night. Oh, all yeah. All renting their movies what you do. and grabbing your candy and like, you know, going to check out God, what the yeah. latest is was really just a lot of fun, man. I, I kind of hate, again, this is one of those things you're not going to stop it. Everything moves on. It's the same as uh, Netflix being eligible for Oscars. Well, but it's just. You know, it's kind of sad to say goodbye. The, to uh, the I have mentioned this uh, uh, when we were talking about seeing movies in the theaters as opposed to at home, and my take on why I end up doing that, aside from the value I get out of like AMCA list and stuff like that, is right. uh, that it allows me to focus. I can focus on okay, what am I going to do? I'm going to watch a movie. Okay, if I go there and I sit down and I buy a ticket, I'm going to sit. I'm going to enjoy it. It's an experience. Right, and um. And I have so many movies. I've got a hard drive of a bazillion movies. I've got tons of Blu-rays right here in front of us, and I don't ever open them. I right, don't ever put right. them in. The The ability to go to a store and go, okay, it's Friday night. I do want to watch a movie, mm-hmm. and that's all I kind of need to do. I can just go there and see an area that's curated or you know, at least new release and then versus right. something else. And then... Uh, you know, pick something out and focus on just watching that, and know that I have to watch it because I've got to return it. And it just—it's a whole process that, even though yes, functionally we don't need it anymore, yeah. it's a kind of like a psychological thing. Yeah, <laughs> dude, and, and the search was uh, that fun. we don't have anymore. Yeah, exactly. You know, like the yeah, search was you fun. actually enjoy. You scroll it, you through read, you your list now. It. You know, you right. scroll through your list now, and it's kind of annoying. It's and overwhelming, you, and you can't remember what you saw. You're exactly. like, oh, I'll come back to that one. And then you end up just going to something that you're not even exactly. that excited about. And, you know, when you were going through that store, even if you picked out three or four, yeah. it might be like, oh, I don't know which one of these I'm going to watch tonight. Right. But over the weekend, I got to crush I'll, these. I, I have to, yeah, and exactly. Get, and then get them back. It was um, fun. Oh, man, it's great. And that's why, you know, some of the the best video store. I mean, it's Im- it's implied that a lot of people here in L.A. still love, like, cinephiles still open. Oh, yeah. Um, but, um, you know, videos is closed, um, oh, you know, yeah. shout out to those guys. It's, uh, you know, that was, that was an exciting thing to talk about. Um, yeah. You know, wow. What a difference. What, what's out. Yeah. 
Um, so speaking of Netflix, <laughs> Tri- <laughs> Triple Frontiers out next week. That sounds good. You you saw the trailer for that? I sh- I'm sure. I did. Yeah, yeah. Ben Affleck mercenary movie. Right. Yeah. I'm I I'm in. I'm down. Very excited. Um, I uh, actually I, I don't I don't want to leapfrog over this one if you want to talk about Triple Frontier, but no, the big one this week for me was not movies, but it was the the final season Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, the tr- the the long longer trailer. Is right. that what you're talking about? Yeah, right. absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Which you know doesn't give you much, but you know anything you're a fan of, it just right. very exciting. You know what I mean when that kind of stuff is. Yeah, and it's so it's coming back April. I think 14th is the day. Yeah, and then um, it's been it's seven years since six, we. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's, that's what it feels like. It's been seven years. <laughs> that was a young uh, man. Um, blockbusters were still in. Business. Pretty sure that it's only six episodes, right? So we're yeah. only getting six weeks of it, and then it's done. And they say, but they say it's going to be longer episodes. Yeah, each like one that. is like an hour and a half. It's like which is cool movies. movies yeah. yeah, that's very cool. I'm down totally I'm down totally. for that. But that's exciting for sure. <clears throat> yeah, um, I'm I'm very um, I'm very excited for the excitement around it. But I don't particularly give a shit about Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I'm I'm jazzed. I don't think the last couple seasons, really since they went off book, have been. As strong, I think there there are a lot of highlights, which are great because they're you know they're right. big moments. But I don't think it's been as strong. But I'm still I'm excited and I'm kind of bummed too. You know, whenever stuff that you watch and you enjoy comes to an end, right? It's kind of a drag, right? Um, I'm I'm backtracking real quickly here, but yeah, uh, it just popped into my head because I'm looking at uh, the word blockbuster. Uh, do you remember there was a there was a blockbuster? I think it might have been in Texas, but it was one of the last ones when there were like five left. And they had a great Twitter account. No, they, that's the one in Bend. Is that the one in yeah, Bend? Yeah, yeah. So, their their handle is the Last Blockbuster. So they'll literally say, "Hey guys, throwing on Titanic tonight, yeah. seven o'clock. Come on by." It's yeah, like, no, exactly. Yeah, we're still here. Oh no, they're 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 super super oh, that's super great. hilarious tweets and uh, check them very out. very well curated. And that will be the last one in the world. And they are Shout they're out to Bend, um, there's you know a, they think, just need to start running it like a museum. You can also rent it. Right. Rent from there, but they need to run it like a museum that people go to to well, keep it going. They probably do. I mean, in yeah, the the majority of people that are going there, or maybe not majority, but I bet a lot of them are just passing through town. They're not going to rent anything and return it. They we're just want to go to a blockbuster. We're going to Bend, Oregon. Okay, all right, cool. Taking a trip. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> we'll, we'll be coming to you in episode four from the road. Should I stop recording first? Yeah, okay. let's go now. <laughs> Cut this off. Um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so I saw Kill Bill Volume 1 at the New Bev the other night. That was really fun. Ah, um, was that a midnight? midnight it time? was, and volume two is this Friday, which I'm going to. Um, nice. It was just great. I, I mean, I saw that in the theater. Obviously, that was, uh, that was uh, early 2000s, right? Like 2003 or something like yeah. that. Yeah, came yeah. out uh, ish, and uh, I forget. And uh, you know, so I saw it in theaters, but it, it's cool to see. Uh, Quentin's print, and it looked Definitely. so fantastic. And you um, cut together a great trailer show beforehand. Um, it was a bunch of Quentin trailers, you know, stuff that I had already seen. So it was, it was okay, you know? Um, but, uh, yeah, man, that is a, that is a fun movie to see at midnight and I just haven't seen it in so long. And I think the more I think about it, uh, I think those collectively are my favorite Quentin project ever because one and two are just two beautiful sides to, you know, a coin and they, 
Um, I don't know. They just, I think, are more interesting than anything else he's ever done. They're definitely my favorite. People get yeah. mad at me because I know Pulp Fiction is something you're not allowed so, yeah, to touch or no, say anything bad about. Me, Kill and Bill's it's great. So much better. But, you know, Kill Bill is the one that Tarantino said he's most proud of. He always said he thought action films amazing. are the films that rely, mo- the director has the most to to bring to it. You know what I mean? Like for an action right. film, he said that's the most in the director's hands. It's on the director more than other films. And that's why I always wanted to make not just an action film, but like a Kung Fu action movie, really, because he thought those were kind of the the height of that. And, you know, it's funny you bring that up because I've seen Kill Bill 1 and 2 dozens of times, I'm sure. But I don't think I've ever been to the theater since the initial time I saw it. Well, yeah, I definitely haven't. And that's why I was kind of jazzed. I think I decided like the afternoon of <laughs> Friday. Yeah. I was like, I gotta go. Um, hey, I, gotta go. I, I just recently so. went and saw uh, a matinee of uh, Point Break. At the oh, Beverly. how was that? It was great, man. The New Beverly, I, I really think, is my favorite movie theater to go to. Well, it's all about the vibe and the experience. Yeah, it's and, just the um, people that are there. Exactly. And it's yeah. fun. And it's, look, the prices of stuff are like you're in the 1950s. Oh, it's That's so nice. Because Tarantino I, doesn't I need to so make money. Stuff, and he's and like, like, that'll be 10 bucks. Yeah. Like, oh my God. It's great, man. $8 ticket, $6 for matinee. Uh, Jessica, my girlfriend Jess, um, and I were taking her niece and nephew to the um, Saturday. I think it's Saturday. Might be Sunday. But it's the morning. They're starting a cartoon club. Oh, really? Mornings. Cool. So we're going to go do that. Oh, that's and, awesome. And see what that's about. But yeah, it's just 6 bucks. And anything there is just great. Yeah, yeah it's it's, yeah. it's really exciting. So. Shout out to New Bev. Yeah, there you go. So uh, I was in the news uh, yesterday, today, that this John DeLorean uh, documentary is premiering at Tribeca you know, Film Fest uh, very soon. And I've been kind of keeping an eye on this for a while, uh, but Alec Baldwin is playing John DeLorean in what is considered a first in terms of it's a documentary, but it's also narrative and it's also... Uh, what do you reenactment and it's also it just it's fictionalized and they break the fourth wall or something and it's just bananas so it's in a doc format yeah but they're performing the scenes that did they supposedly happen or their presentation of what happened we sort of don't know because you see a lot of sit-down interviews with people mixed in with reenactments by yeah. a full casted you know produced film and then uh, kind of a real weird blending of all the formats. So, well, you know, the History Channel does that shittily. No, no, I know. <laughs> I uh, first in terms of probably done well. Um, right, right, right. Yeah. I'm assuming we're talking a lot more shit. We always talk movies. We're talking more shit this week. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. By request. So, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, no, John. Well, that's interesting. John Delorean's story, I think, needs to be told because it's bananas, and um, and uh, I share a birthday with him, and I happen to be oh. a Delorean fan. So, I'm, yeah. Dude, who isn't, man? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. If I meet ever meet someone who's like, you know what I hate? DeLorean. Well. I'm going to punch him right <laughs> in the face. I can understand people maybe not caring about the guy because of sure. all his weirdness. Sure. But, yeah. uh, but I think they're going to tell the story of, of him um, so people uh, actually know because there's, there's a lot to it. And there's, there's, uh, there's some, I think, parts of it that include FBI entrapment and some things. Yeah. I think that might be why the title is Framing, right? Because oh, yeah, his yeah, story yeah. is... Uh, I don't know much about him well, outside of the car. They're making a movie for you. I'm excited. Um, I, hey, listen, I can't wait to see it. So uh, last up in my little news section here is, did you read this quote from Arnold about Terminator 6? The budget was somewhere between yeah. 160 and $200 million. That's, uh, I guess, normal for an action movie, but that also seems like a lot. (laughs) 
Yeah, it it does. <sighs> It doesn't feel like a lot for something that James Cameron is attached to in any way. Of course, And yeah. that is a, um, what do you want to call it, a property that people know. I realize Terminator isn't the freshest property in the right. world. I haven't really liked any since Terminator 2, personally. I think this is a different beast, so right. I think we have to forget about all are, the are they ignoring? I think they the are. Others? I think they are. I don't know uh, that to be fact, but uh, right. I don't know. I'm excited. I'm excited. Well, I am going to uh, say the same thing I said years ago uh, on another podcast that I, I used to do with a buddy of mine, which is why is the robot aging? Um, I, I know they'll they'll address this, but it's well, going to be a hard out. sell if they're not doing the CG stuff to Arnold, which apparently right. they're not from right, set photos. Right, right. And well, we've got uh, a, a killer be. machine. Who look? Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, just like, <laughs> don't, don't you don't you call me out, undermine me on our podcast. But yeah, we've got a killer machine who you know looks sixty five, looks seventy years old. Well, uh, uh, Genesis was not a good movie, but um, how they it's also spelled incorrectly. How they right? Stupid. How title. they wrote in uh, you know the the explanation for why he's aging, uh, I thought was pretty good. The tissue slowly yeah. grows the same well, way. Biological tissue. I don't know. I don't, there's no, I don't, there's I don't no, re- look, I, c- I could buy it, but there's no reason that it should age at the same rate as a human. You can just continue. It's breathing, living tissue. You know what I mean? It's living yeah. tissue on top of your skeleton and you're supposed to live longer than humans. I just don't understand. What are you going to be in a wheelchair? as <laughs> like a killer. Well, his life cycle has got another 20 years, but he's really not that dangerous. He's just rolling around in a wheelchair uh, trying to shoot people. Well, but I, it's fine. I, I'm in. I'm very, very, very uh, excited to see what James, even though James Cameron's not directing, I think he's probably yeah. got enough influence over the story and everything that it, uh, that should be interesting. Um, so, okay. So I got to talk about something that uh, I saw yesterday. I saw Apollo 11. Yeah. Have you seen it? I have. Okay. So uh, I was so blown away by that. And and let me ask you, where did you see it? I saw it at AMC. Which one? Century City. Century City. Okay. So And so you saw it in IMAX. Well, yeah. Uh, Century City's IMAX, which is fake IMAX. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had a ticket to see it there uh, yesterday or the day before, and uh, and then I thought, you know what? No, I need to go to City Walk, which is our only real uh, classic and and proper size IMAX. And um, God, I was blown away. I think it's easily the most amazing thing I've ever seen on a screen in in a movie. You know, oh, that's a bold statement. Yeah, no, I, I, I believe it. Um, I, uh, once again, you're more man than me to even admit something like that. Oh, okay. There's so many ten, people listening. Ten minutes, no. They could get so angry. Patrick, 10 minutes in, I was like, this is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Yeah. And they hadn't even left Earth yet. Right. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Rock hard. They were Rock still hard. just so, sitting there on the pad, and I'm like, oh my God. I will say this. I really, really enjoyed First Man. I know that one kind of dropped away. Uh, sure. The yeah, no, it was good. Yeah. But space documentaries will always be better than narrative space films, I think. Right. I just think there's so much footage. There's so much, there's so much interesting. You can bounce around so much and show everything going on, and it's just so fascinating by itself yeah. without the narrative through line of, okay, we got to you know, form that emotional connection with this person. It just, in and of itself, the event is just incredible. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, it yes. really is, like, just unbelievable. 
and you're, you know, like you said, you're, you're leaving the world. You're in another world. So visually <laughs> the stuff you're seeing is, uh, Ugh. incredible, man. And all of the mission control stuff. Uh, the, it is so, I think the two reasons that I am so blown away by it are, I think it's so expertly crafted and edited and the guy who directed and edited it, his name is Todd Douglas Miller. And the only thing I know him from, because he has virtually no other credits, is a great documentary called Dinosaur 13. Did you ever see that? Love Dinosaur 13. So good. Oh, he's two for two then. Yeah, exactly. Wow. So he's clearly a huge talent, um, but without too many other things. But what a dream for a- an editor, director, slash whatever, uh, to have access to all this footage and be able to craft it into something. Because reconciling right. the all the audio recordings with all of this expertly, expertly... Um, uh, uh, remastered uh, and uh, transferred footage, um, the footage looked as good as any modern day footage because clearly NASA had a very good um, uh, storage process for all of this and uh, it's flawless. It's the most amazing. Yeah, it's great. I think from a technical standpoint, from, a, you know, kind of a quality and um, and uh, projection and sound aspect it's it just so blew me away yeah and you then get a of chance, course yeah. definitely check it out i mean you're you've got written here 100 percent rating S- critics it is currently at 100 percent with 74 reviews so that's pretty good that's that's a very rare yeah. instance you know you can't do at, better than things 100%. are at 99 things are at 98 right. yeah. but it is at 100 percent with 74 critical we'll explain reviews. the scale to the people at um, home that's uh the yeah, that's the, the top the music um, was also really good. I thought it was extremely well crafted. All the score, and uh, I don't know if you caught this in the credits, but I was, I, I, I was the information was over. You know, I was in information overload watching this movie, but I read every credit I could because there was so much infor- information there. Um, but it said all instruments used in in the score or creating the score were available at the time of the Apollo 11 Jesus. mission. So the guy that did the music, you know, it, it the <laughs> attention to detail there yeah. and just throughout awesome. uh, was so cool. So anyways, I just can't recommend it enough. Yeah, the, mu- the music was important too. I mean, that, it was. the marriage of the, what you were seeing with that it really kind of wouldn't have worked without the style of music that they chose, uh, or it wouldn't have worked as well. They, right. they just nailed the, um, yeah, creating that vibe. Right. Um, but uh, just a quick segue out of that is uh, from the same uh, launch pad that Apollo 11 took off, which is uh, 39A, I think, launch complex 39A at Cape Canaveral. Um, SpaceX launched on Friday, a very historic mission. The crew, yeah. The crew demo one mission, it was at like 2 a.m. our time, so I watched it after the fact, but... Um, but it was pretty cool. Do you ever watch those? I do. I do. Yeah. God, it's cool, yeah. man. They're, they're incredible, man. <laughs> Seriously. The stuff I'm just, doing. I'm yeah. so jazzed on, uh, SpaceX and they, uh, th- to be able to reuse their rockets. So they, you know, they take off and then they, and then they land that rocket on the boat. And the they, way they land is. Uh, they um, landed it on it, their drone It is drone science ship. fiction. How it, they're doing right, exactly. this now is a science I, fiction I movie. I can't wrap my head around that it's yeah. real. Um, but, uh. It's unbelievable. Uh, I just, uh, I just can't wait for, uh all of those things to uh, come to a head. You know, they're going to yeah. start sending American astronauts up in those capsules, hopefully very soon, probably within a year or so. Right. right. And then, um, and then it's kind of going to snowball from there, I think. Right. You know, shout out um, to SpaceX. God, I love it. Anyway, so it's not movie related, but it sort of is. Right. Right. Um, well, uh, I mean, I don't want, I want to, 
yeah. cut you off on this. No, yeah, I, I agree, man. Apollo 13 was in, or Apollo 13 <laughs> was a disaster. Right. Apollo 11 was great. Um, but what else uh, outside of that have you seen since we last spoke? Um, I, we, I talked about seeing a Star is Born encore, but uh, the only other and thing Kill was Bill. how to, oh yeah, and that. And uh, How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World, um, was uh, great. I, yeah, I mean, it's, it, all those movies are so great. They're just, you know exactly what it's they're It's on par be. with the first two, though? Yeah, I don't, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, right, because I really like the I first haven't two, I seen, seen the first two in so long. You know, I saw them when they came out, and that was it. It's not yeah. really the kind of movie I'm going to rewatch ever, but um, just super fun and delightful. Right, <laughs> right. I love it, yeah. Um, well, there were a couple of trailers during Apollo 11 that I have to just shout out real quick because Neon um, bought uh, Apollo 11 or produced it, I think. Uh, and uh, Amazing Grace is an Aretha Franklin documentary. Ooh. It's basically a concert film of Aretha Franklin that was like l- film lost to the years and then they found it and are releasing it oh, as wow. a film. And it's uh, her singing in a church in LA somewhere uh, like, you know, 35 years ago or something like that and that's out in april um and then a movie that really looked awesome was called the biggest little farm and it's uh it's hard to describe but it's a documentary about a farm um sustainable farm and uh but seeing all those trailers in imax yesterday oh yeah um, yeah oh man they're just very very powerful stuff yeah so check them out cool yeah for sure yeah well uh I've seen a couple of films uh, over this last week or two. I, uh, Jess and I went and saw Alita, finally. Oh, how'd you like it? Which we both loved. Oh, did you? Um, yeah. We, <laughs> we left feeling the same way. Because I really hyped it up, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure and and I went in, yeah, not certain. I was like, all right, well, try to keep a, a level head. Exactly. And you know, it's just another one of those movies and I'm like, man, this doesn't have any business being this good. Right. Like, like I expected it to be pretty good, but well. we both just felt like, man, that was really, like we left and we were like, that was really good, yes. right? Like everything yeah. was just, I don't know what, what specifically I could even get into, but just check it out if you get a chance. Oh, I mean, God. It was a solid, solid movie and um, just a lot of interesting ideas, mm-hmm. but, but, you know, they hit them all on the move, you know, like it just, yes. that movie, the pace and everything and the entertainment values so good as pretty much great. as high as it gets nowadays yeah visually the, great exactly where you're not bored i mean i i would even say that when this next avengers movie comes out regardless mm-hmm. of how good it is mm-hmm. i'm gonna be more bored with that just simply oh, yeah. by virtue of right uh, how much longer are we gonna make these movies? and how many people do we have to jam in here oh, how much time yeah. see all of the characters all of the actors were did a really good job also in elite you know what i mean it was oh, like yeah there were just a lot great of characters yeah that were yeah. Yeah, it was just all really, really good, really solid. That oh, was probably my cool. favorite. I'm glad you saw it this week. I find speaking of favorite, I finally saw the favorite. That was oh, yeah. the only Oscar nominated for best picture that yep. I did not see. I got so disoriented watching that movie, <laughs> um, and I know I'm coming to this way late because you know people have probably seen it, but you know the kind of the fisheye stuff. Yeah. Um, where when, whenever there's a still shot, it looks beautiful, and they're right there on people, or when they're moving forward, moving backward, moving straight side to side. But the minute they would pan around. Yeah. Why did they do that? I don't know. Well, I mean, what was, what was the choice? Yeah. To serve the story. You know, I, I'm all for artistic expression. So I I just don't understand what the thought process. I think that, uh, because, okay. So I, I'm not a, a DP and I never will be, but the, I think the, the vibe is when you use a fisheye lens, you definitely don't use it on narrative 
very often. And if you are, it's right. for some very technical reason, like you're mimicking a um, security camera or something like that. It's right. very technical. Right, right, right. But to use it in a period piece like that, um, it does immediately take you out of, I think it does, it immediately takes oh, yeah. you out of the movie because you're like, whoa, that feels wrong. Um, but uh, I think that the answer must lie in that he wrote this movie with modern sensibilities. That's the whole, yeah, that's, that's why true. people like the movie is that it's very accessible. It doesn't feel as much like a period film, just kind of feels like a drama about drama comedy about these, you know, right. Even of, the dialogue. Yeah. It, the dialogue is modern. Um, right. so I think that, uh, he threw in a fisheye every now and then to go, yeah, we shot this. Because, you know, <laughs> you know modern modern filming, we modern. do use nothing but fish I, I just lenses. don't, I, well, that, uh, just like a, a weird, <laughs> you know, quirk that will that will remind you where you're at. Um, right. I, I don't know. It just. Uh, well, I'm not a DP either. And what do I know? But I thought that was stupid. Because like, yeah, like you say, what's the point? It doesn't help you to tell a story other than it might help you to create your tone. And listen, and that's all that it was for. I think other than that, in an otherwise solid movie, I thought the tone yeah. was just right. The costumes, everything looked beautiful. Yeah. I just, every time that happened, and the first time I thought, wait a minute, something's wrong. You know, like <laughs> you think, oh, something wrong. went wrong. <laughs> right. Um, well, there were there were famously a couple of, uh, at least one fish I shot in the trailer, so I knew going into uh, okay. it. No. I was like, okay, well, this is going to be a little weird or wacky, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I hated that choice. Um, it's fair personal. Enough, yeah. It's subjective. No, absolutely. Yeah. And that's really my only critique. I, th- I just really thought, fair oh, everything else is, is good. <laughs> How this, funny. You know? And, um, yeah. And oh, you don't, yeah. you know, you don't know exactly who to root for. And I thought that was kind of interesting and everybody's, you know, great performances all around. Right. Um, the other things that I saw this week, uh, First Reform, did you see First Reform? I did. I saw it when it came out and I, I texted you, but this was, you know, nine months ago or whatever. Yeah. Uh, easily. Writer of Taxi and, Driver. Uh, oh man. I, 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 I think I just texted you. Oh man, that was, that was a lot. And I really wanted you to see it just because of the, you know, religious aspects of it that yeah. uh, I can't identify with at all. Right. Um, right. But uh, I certainly can. Yeah, I'm um, sure. So what'd you think? Tell me. I, you know, I don't know. I, I'm, I've been thinking about it throughout the week. I, yeah. I don't really know how I feel about it totally. Right. Um, and I've tried not to read stuff on it because I didn't want to take someone else's thought. And sure. You know what I mean? I mean, eventually I will just because I'm curious what other people thought. But it certainly throws a lot of hard lefts, you know, uh, mm-hmm. and, and turns on you, um, particularly towards the end. Um, and I think that was probably the point, um, was, yeah. was to keep you, you know, it seems like things are, I don't know if that plays into the whole predestined type of thing and we're going this way and you know what's going to happen and you can't stop it and then something changes. Um, and I don't know how fresh this is for you, how much you remember, but, um, well, nine months ago, you know, yeah, the, the thing, the thing that I was most interested in that I liked the most was, uh, the performance of, um, uh, Ethan Hawke. Oh, uh, well, yeah, that's the priest and just yeah, his, no. yeah, his whole, everything with him. I liked, I don't know that I appreciated everything kind of wrapped around him, the overall movie as much as just sort of him. Yeah. In it, if that Got makes it. sense. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll be thinking about it a lot more. I'll probably never watch it again. Yeah, um, yeah. I'll certainly be thinking about it. But I mean, it's just in a in a nutshell for anybody who doesn't know. There's a uh, a priest, and he's he starts to sort of counsel um, a, a young woman and her husband who are environmentalists, mm-hmm. and they kind of put him onto this whole you know 
we're killing the planet and you know what's going to happen bringing a child into the world would be a disaster you know why would you do that right. he's also dealing with the loss of his son from years before and that just sort of spurs everything forward and from there um you know i'm not going to really say anything because you got to yeah, yeah. watch it it's sort of yeah. an in, indescribable movie to me i think you really do just kind of have to experience it but um um i really 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 liked it um and i and so i don't i don't think i have mixed feelings about it uh, as much because um cuz i i just i think i was so uh kind of impacted or moved by it at the time that i left with the thought that any movie that can make me feel that strongly right um right. not in a negative way like in a in just a power you know just i thought it was very powerful you were compelled uh, yeah. i was completely right. compelled and so therefore i left going you know what i really i really appreciate and and maybe love that movie gotcha um but at the same time will i watch it again anytime soon probably not because it's yeah. a little rough <laughs> yeah it, 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 it rough is rough yeah it's a little rough it's, it's brutal <laughs> yeah. um the, the other one i want to mention which is not uh, as rough or as brutal yeah um, but has its moments is uh one that i re- really enjoyed man i never would have wa- this is one of those ones you probably don't watch unless you have a girlfriend who okay. wants to watch it okay. but i don't know maybe not we see a lot of movies right. but did you ever see edge of 17 oh yeah of course I loved it. What are you talking about? That's a great movie. I love, but I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have chose that movie. Well, maybe you should reevaluate. <laughs> now I'm such a dick. Um, <laughs> that's that's a great movie. <laughs> um, no, it it was uh, really great, man. Yeah. I, this would be my recommend for a lot of people. I, I loved so many well, things about it's, it. Uh, as soon as you throw, because it's uh, uh, oh god, what's her name? <laughs> Haley Steinfeld. Thank you from uh, Bumblebee. Yeah. Um, well, and, she was the reason I was Woody like, Harrelson. yeah, we can watch that. Yeah. And then I saw Woody. I didn't know. It, no, it's a Woody's so it is great. A He's a national treasure. Fantastic movie. And yeah. uh, I, I, I mean, it's been probably a year since I've seen it. Or I two, wish Woody Harrelson was working it. at the last blockbuster. Then, then we would definitely go. Can you imagine? Okay. No, but no, yeah, it, you, what I really like the one thing I want to say about that movie is you know it's a it's a teenage story. Uh, sort of unapologetic we're all you know 16 17 18 years old right in high school but you know it's a rated r film so they're they're r yeah and they're cool. not cutting any yeah. corners and it and it's yeah, not good. that doesn't mean that they went that's why it's good wrong it's not like what would you say like uh, american pie where we're going so over the top and raunchy and we're turning everything up to no, 11 it's just real because real life is rated r so, so yeah exactly so real and just didn't even flinch and blink and it was great and i would recommend it honestly to people who have kids now, you know what I mean? Or who are sure. kind of, you've been through it. Cause when you're looking back, man, it feels so pretty sure my nieces the, have seen it. I don't know. I, yeah, I, I, I uh, definitely highly, highly right. recommend that. I wouldn't tell. Yeah. Younger people not to watch it. I just, I don't know what the politics of, no, they should watch it. Have kids. Yep. <laughs> watch it. Watch it. Everyone. Anyway, great movie. Great movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was a fantastic, a mini series, doc mini series on epics called Elvis Goes There. Have you seen the posters? I've for that? seen. I have seen the billboards. I haven't. They're them. kind of all over LA. Yeah. Um, and what I realized was Epics is kind of a standout in that. Okay, well, if it's bought by Epics and they're trying to get people over to Epics, which is a movie channel and streaming service, um, I don't know. I I don't have it. Anyways, I signed up for uh the trial of that to check it out. And it seems like a decent streaming service. It's just, you know, it's one of the million that we have. Right. Anyways, um, I signed up and I watched all four episodes and they are really good. Um, it starts with Paul Feig, uh, an episode in London. Then it's uh, an episode with Ryan Coogler in Oakland. Cool. All right. And then it's an episode of Sofia Coppola in Paris and then Guillermo del Toro in LA. And they are absolutely each individually. They're an hour each. 
they are really mini docs on these people and 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 their influence in film, but more about those cities. Oh, it is okay. as much about the cities that they are currently in when they're being interviewed as anything else. And um, and they're and they're in these cities working on films at the time, more or less. Yeah, so it's part. it's kind of a mixture. I, th- I know Kugler's from. I think yeah, Kugler makes right. sense, and Guillermo loves L.A. He is he calls L.A. his home. Sofia Coppola lives wherever she wants, but she's currently in Paris. And Paul Feig is from America. He's American, but he is currently living in London, um, working on a project. So it yeah. kind of I think it was just the nature of where they were at the time. But he but Elvis Mitchell. But he incorporates um, that into the yeah. That's it. They're just really well done, and um, cool. and uh, he's he's great. And the whole I don't know. I I loved it. I loved it. Especially the Guillermo one's really good, just because it does a lot of L.A. stuff, and it right. really is right. is like a mini doc on L.A. in in the mini doc on film in L.A. In a way, they even go into like other parts of the industry. They talk about Foley and like go to a stage, and it's like there's a bunch of shit where you're like, I can't believe this is even in here. How did they tell this story in an hour? <laughs> yeah, and yeah. they really did. It's so good. Uh, anyways, highly, highly, highly recommend that. Um, I watched uh, Behind the Curve on Netflix. I'm not going to get too into this, but it's a, a flat Earth documentary. <laughs> and oh I've, my! I don't God, know anything. I'm so on board. I don't know anything about these people. I've never looked into it. I I'm I'm sh- I'm sure there's plenty to learn if you're curious. But I just went okay. Well, I'll watch an hour and a half documentary. This stuff and, fascinates me. Uh, exactly. So I highly recommend that just because I personally hadn't learned anything about that movement and yeah. now yeah. I know a little bit about it and uh, enough to uh, I don't know the batshit crazy uh, yeah I mean yeah I, we're <laughs> in an era I think that's unprecedented at least you know in the last hundred years or you know of I don't have to believe those facts if I don't want to <laughs> You know, and you can look at that however you want. Well, the, we're just in I think such the, an the message of the movie era. from all the scientists and uh, you know NASA people involved and various uh, um, people is the worst thing that we can do is discount their curiosity right. as crazy because right. it's not. It is um, as soon as uh, people like the people at NASA go, we're not going to comment on the flat earth right. movement. Right. You've lost because uh, they're like, they can't defend themselves. We're, we're winning. And then those people just go, all right, well, fuck you. We're going to be over here doing our own research. Whereas <laughs> right. if they had just kind of um, sought out, you know, uh, kind of common ground or, you know, general curiosity as being the, the, uh, uh, connecting, you know, kind right. of attribute between right. scientists and all of these people because vir- virtually nobody in this group is a uh, scientist. <laughs> yeah. Surprise. Oh, that's shocking. Uh, well, yeah. I can, so. uh, d- discount them and call them crazy. Because, oh no, of uh, course you cares can. about, but, but the, but the balls. powers that be that, that kind of hold the keys to science, uh, kind of need to, uh, take a step back i think uh, <laughs> right is right. is the message of the documentary i'm not sure if i agree with that but it hey. sure seems like it's better to uh kind of make friends than well, listen, enemies so there's been a lot of that's true I, I support that and there's been a lot of uh you know rumblings from Kyrie Irving NBA player right famously said how do we know the earth isn't flat and Steph Curry made a comment later which he walked back very quickly but look they invited him they said come on out right. you know what i mean right. and i think that was a great way and and then they kind of worked together you know, because they star players and, well, yeah, and it actors took, it do took get celebrities yeah. to have that happen, and that's right. what's a bummer about it. You know? Well, but the other side of that is 
you know, these celebrities get, get mail and email emails, uh, yeah. from, you know, teachers who say, my kids look up to you and I'm a science teacher and I'm busting my ass here. A hundred percent. And, and you're really, you really are, you know, negatively impacting these kids, which they've both commented on, you know, you, you don't realize your impact until somebody points it out. And they've kind of all sort of said, you know, we realize that now and we need to be a little more delicate because just right. like me and you are talking on a podcast now, that's where most of the stuff comes up. People just shooting the shit with their buddies, right? You know, and then people happen to listen. So, anyway, I will check that out though. Behind the curve, behind the curve, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> great, great title. No, We've absolutely. got our first good title. Absolutely. Of the day. So, um, okay, so uh, getting to the end of my uh, list of things I want to talk about, but yeah. um, I did watch Passion Play, <laughs> which <laughs> we talked Weird, about right? on the first episode. Bizarre, fun, and um, I was so ready to be like fuck you man why did you even bring this up why did i watch this this is a waste of my time um because it's real 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 bad um in my opinion i think it's just so bad but uh, lots of super bad green screen uh, yeah. like the room yeah um but um by the end <laughs> i was like all right well that felt like a richard matheson you know story yeah. like yeah. we talked about and it it you know, it, it's not the story itself is not what I, you know, the the uh, the concept and the story is interesting, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, so I, I took that away from it. But it it was interesting to see uh, uh, <laughs> just Phil Murray clearly yeah. doing a uh, gangster favor for someone. <laughs> right. Yeah, for sure. And um, and uh, and uh, what's his name? Mickey. Uh, yeah. Mickey Rourke. And um, and uh Jennifer and Megan Fox. Jennifer. Uh, and Megan Fox. Who just, is your age, but was uh, in this movie. <laughs> right. Uh, well, for the record, I did oh, not man. bring this movie up. This popped up. No, no, no. I, but meaning that, like, you took me down the road of explaining it. <laughs> I did. And I did. probably said something to the effect of, I'll have to listen to the playback. Uh, check that out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah that, that sounds like me. Yeah, I think that That sounds like something I would I think do. that you probably said that. Yeah. And, and it, was, it was probably a reflex. You were just like, oh, yeah, check that out. And right. in reality, I shouldn't have checked well, it out. Well, seriously, everybody, <laughs> check out Edge of 17 because it yes. is good. No, that is real good. <laughs> um, so... Uh, so I I have a couple of funny funny bits here and uh and one of them was just when I was taking notes to do this podcast I noticed a note in my dreams uh kind of folder, you know, of uh, notes uh. from December. Uh I have no memory of this, but I'll this is the note, the note. I'll read it verbatim. Oh my god. Jennifer Aniston was a four-star general. She sent me on a mission to Africa to see what was making the children sick for National Geographic. We have to write this. <laughs> that's <movie. all. laughs> that's you, what I wrote. You and I. So, anyways, I'm I just so figured jealous. You're a that, big Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, fan, so. you had a dream with Jennifer Aniston. But she was a general. Class. She was probably like uh, really, really a hard ass. Come on, even sexier. Yeah, right. You know, when she was a dentist, it was great. So, and I'm terrified. <laughs> that's of that's true. I do I do really so. like that. Um <laughs> Wow. That was wait, wait, just just one more time for yep. everybody at home. Jennifer Aniston was a four star general. She sent me on a mission to Africa to see what was making the children sick for National Geographic. Yeah. It almost feels like a journal entry that opens the movie. I, you know, like we'd have to change I the wrote that note in December. Oh yeah. And and I don't I guess that was an actual dream of mine. I don't think I copied that God, from anywhere. Either that or you're totally losing your mind. Yeah, no, nah, that very well could be. 
but um all right anyways um then and i do have one more clip to play before we close out oh yeah but i want to kind of kind of wanted to be the last thing so right, right. um how are we doing is there anything else we want to talk about that happened this week no, i think we've pretty well covered everything yeah um this has been fun once again. I'm excited right. that we completed the trilogy. I'm glad we had some the callbacks trilogy. to the first episode because that's what a yeah. trilogy really should oh, do. Oh, right. Full circle. That is real good. And that was unplanned. So <laughs> I did not prepare, but well, it worked out. This uh, clip, uh, you see what I have written there. Have you seen this? This YouTube I link? Have not. Okay. Because so, uh, I think you would you would know it if you had seen it. So the the title of this YouTube video is Josh Gad impersonates Jennifer Lewis on the set of The Wedding Ringer. Now, The Wedding Ringer came out in 2015 or 16. Kevin Hart? This, uh, I think he was in it. Yeah, yeah, I, I didn't see it. But um, it is a Sony movie, or Stage 6, or something like that, but it's Sony. And we worked there at the time when oh, this yeah. video was posted, which was early 2015. You still worked there then, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. yep. Um, and I don't know why I've never seen this, but I saw it for the first time a couple of months ago, and I bookmarked it, <laughs> and I came across it, and I... I decided it might be my favorite YouTube video of all time. It's oh God. it's one minute long, and it it was posted by Sony Pictures Entertainment, which is so bizarre because it's just a clip from someone's cell phone on set. But it's so good, Dude, and it, it it plays as audio pretty well. I encourage everybody to go to YouTube and watch this video. You will watch it more than once, um, but uh, I'm gonna play it here now. So here we go. We're on the set of the Wedding Ringer with Josh. I don't think so. We're on the set of The Wedding Ringer with Jennifer. You know, this is a stupid motherfucker right here. Are you seeing the same stupid motherfucker to my right? No, I don't know what this white boy think he is, because nobody call me no stupid motherfucker. I don't even understand what this motherfucking bitch is talking about, because two motherfuckers standing in the same place at the same time, paradoxical. Oh, I see, so you're going to call me a bitch. Let me tell you something, Miss Fleet. You don't want motherfucker come up in this motherfucker and call somebody a bitch. You know what? I don't even want to hear the fucking word bitch again. If I hear it, I'm gonna unleash some titties all over your fucking face. Yeah. Tell me something. This motherfucker call me a bitch? I'm Jennifer motherfucking Lewis. I've done 63 motherfucking films, 259 television shows, and four Broadway shows. Don't fuck with me. This motherfucker called me a motherfucker? Let me tell this motherfucker something. I've done four movies, one show, and I watch a lot of TV. Fuck this. Motherfucker. How great is that? Wow. <laughs> that was gold. It's just a... It's he just, has... Yeah, he's... It's a mirror. You have to just go watch it. <laughs> yeah. Check that out, everybody. And not Josh in the passion Gad. way, or passion play way, in the... Uh, no, in the in the real way. way. That yeah. you'll, you'll bookmark it and watch it at least once a week. Hell yeah, man. That was... Um, Wow. Yeah. I, well I, done, man. I just, I love that. Bit. Great stuff. Anyways. Great stuff. Well, listen, I know you wanted to talk about the new Amazon Lord of the Rings series, but we don't have time. <laughs> we run out of time. So we'll, we'll cover that probably next week or at some point in the future. Uh, sure. Classic. Um, this has been a blast, man. Thanks yeah. for having. Yep. All right, buddy. See you, buddy.